0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, we we both do this. It's, we're actually wrong. It's not a cold open. We don't do a cold open. We do a warm oh. open. We, uh, oh. we conflated the What's term. What's
1: cold open? Just like start talking about it? Like, so what do you think about <laughs> no, no, the divine? Is that a cold open? No, a
0: cold, or? I think, so the way I understand it, the cold open is hello and welcome to such and such podcast. This is the episode number. This is the date. This is host, blah, blah, blah. That's actually the cold open. Mm-hmm. So the warm open is when, is basically what we do, right? Where we just kind of let people sort of, walk into the room so to speak as we're talking Mm -hmm. and we're talking about whatever so that is not mine where i got that from and and back when i used to do a really old podcast that's not around anymore when i had like a a separate gaming blog and i did it with my friends we did the same thing i edited it the same way it's basically the only way that i like to edit podcasts is with a warm open and Mm -hmm. i got that from the way that the Bungie podcast used to be structured a long time ago um oh. in the, in the lead up to halo 3 uh i listened to the Bungie podcast all the time i listened to it i think they, did, they were doing it weekly too and then when they're sort of out of the development cycle and they don't have anything coming up um they don't really do it as often i haven't listened to the Bungie podcast in years i have no idea what they i assume they just talk about destiny now but um yeah they would they would have like a warm open where it would just it would fade in and and maybe at some point they would introduce themselves, but it would just fade in, and they would be talking about like you know what the good sandwich spots are near the office, and you know how it sucks that they're not in Chicago anymore and they can't get good pizza, and you know whatever, <laughs> you know whatever they would talk about. And like I always just felt like that's the way to go because it feels like it feels like when you get to the bar and your your friends are there before you and they've already kind of started on their beers and they're you're kind of jumping into the conversation like, Mm -hmm. as it's going, and so that's what I think people kind of like. When when people tune into the podcast, it's like, oh, Katie and Jordan are already talking, so let me just, like, pull up a chair, and, like, this is part of the conversation.
1: And they're already getting out their notebooks, waiting to get that time code of when we mention a dick and go, again! (laughs) (laughs)
0: Caught! Wait, 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 I I can do this, I can do this. Um, Okay. In the Cyberpunk gameplay walkthrough video, they finally show, no, there's no penis, though, but they allude to it. There's, there's almost there's almost a penis uh, did you see that by the way
1: uh I saw half of it because I came in late but I did see like like a different portion it looks cool I'm down
0: it I'm lo- excited it looks good I will be honest two things right I mean number one I maybe I had hyped it up too much in my mind because you know whatever I was bitching and moaning on on the e3 episode that we did about the fact that they didn't show it at e3 and this was that demo. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the demo that they they showed the press behind closed doors, but they didn't release video of it. Well, now, I guess, I don't know if this was for Gamescom or what it was, but or PAX or whatever. For anyone that hasn't seen it, um, CD Projekt Red uh, released a 48-minute gameplay, just straight-up gameplay walkthrough of, of a particular mission um, in Cyberpunk 2077. Looks really good um, looks very intriguing, the world looks massive, uh, the variety of the NPCs, like when you go and you walk out onto the city street and you look at how vertical the world is and how many people there are, like it looks like a true bustling futuristic city with hundreds of NPCs walking around the street and I didn't see anyone that looked like a, like a recycled, you know, model or outfit or texture or whatever. Uh, so I was pretty blown away by it in that respect, but that was about it as far as stuff that blew me away. When I looked at it, I don't want to say the graphics look bad, but they they have a little bit of a stylized. I guess I was expecting something that like with the character models that would have been a little bit more photorealistic. It looked a little bit stylized mm-hmm. to me, not cartoony, but just really stylized. Um, and then gameplay wise, like until they got to the very end, it just felt like a first person shooter to me. Like, when they got to the end of it and they were like, okay, you know, for the purposes of the demo, we're going to unlock a bunch of high, like, high-level abilities so you can really see the variety and stuff. And then you could see the wall running and using, like, the the little mantis arm spike hook things, whatever they are, to, like, wall run and then latch onto a wall and shoot people and do, like, you know, more of the slow-mo and the slides and all this other stuff. then it looked a little more distinctive, but otherwise it just looked like a first-person shooter to me from a combat standpoint.
1: I'll be honest, the only thing that jumped, because I, I didn't see all of it, uh, the, the thing that jumped out at me the most is when that girl woke up in her underwear and she, like, turns around and her ass is hanging out. What? I dare you to find the lady that slept alone, if there was a boy there, that's or a girl there, or whatever, sexual partner, that's one thing, but sleeping alone in a thong. Nobody fucking does that. Nobody does that. That's really uncomfortable. They just take <laughs> off the underwear.
0: Wait, but wasn't, wasn't that the scene where the guy leaves?
1: I don't. Oh, did he leave beforehand? It, I, I must have tuned in right at like right after he left.
0: I think I don't it, know. I think you did. Right. Because it's right after the like the opening sequence where they find the body of the of the person that they're going to recover. And then she she has money. Right. Like she's been paid the insinuation. Why I thought it was interesting. I felt like it insinuated that she paid the guy that he was a that he was an escort, a male escort. Um,
1: oh the most important thing of that i
0: just happened to tune in and missed it fuck now i'm just an asshole (laughs) yeah because like they they got they got paid for their job or whatever and she's like yeah i'm gonna have a good time tonight whatever like i'm gonna get drunk or or, and i've got money to spend or something like that and then the way the guy gets up like he gets up he doesn't say anything to her i can't remember if he grabbed something off the counter like maybe money or something but he just kind of like he grabs his coat and walks out immediately doesn't say a word to her and she sees him. It's not like he sneaks out. She sees him walk out, and she's like, all right, and then kind of turns over, um, and then that's it. And so the, I, my insinuation from that was you can maybe have romances, but you can also have maybe, like, prostitutes, essentially.
1: I mean, the Witcher series is full of sleeping with prostitutes. So I would not be
0: supposed <laughs> CD Projekt Red giving us what we expect. <laughs>
1: Can we also collect sex cards? Okay, we are going on quite this is not what we're talking about. Today. <laughs>
0: it's a warm open now How many have you gotten? Which are one? <laughs> have you gotten them all?
1: Uh I'm kinda still early game, and I also don't want to get like flagged by YouTube, so I I think I'm just gonna play Geralt as if he doesn't know how to woo a woman because I feel like that's <laughs> a lot funnier than <laughs> the collecting the
0: sex I mean, cards. <laughs> wooing women with especially the I mean look, I like Geralt, I like the voice actor who does them, but in In the first game, like, holy crap, the romance is really stilted. Like, the dialogue, the quote-unquote romantic dialogue is really stilted.
1: Well, like, in, like, the first, what is it, like, 30 minutes of the game, maybe? You can already have a chance to sleep with a woman? Like, (laughs) that's insanely fast.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. Alright, anyway, speaking of, uh sleeping and choosing to sleep with people. (laughs) We're going to be doing a continuation on Dragon Age Inquisition choices because y'all demanded it. Yes. Uh, That was the best segue uh, I could have come up with. I
0: give it it a B minus. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Okay, so uh, I have about five different choices that people requested us to talk about that we didn't last time. Um, The major one is... Who do you leave in the Fade uh, during Here Lies the Abyss? Hawk or the Warden, which is either Stroud, Alistair, or Loghain?
0: Uh, and does
1: it change depending on what Warden you have? It,
0: it, n- mm. So do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first?
1: No, oh, you go for it.
0: So for the long time, it was just not Hawk, right? Like not Hawk, no matter what. I just, mm-hmm. I, I really had that affinity to Hawk. And then maybe somewhere around my second playthrough of Inquisition, I came up with a different um roleplay um pattern or standard for Hawk and I think I've talked about this on an earlier episode so I don't want to re-explain the whole thing but the essential idea is that Hawk is a tragic figure um mm-hmm. and so that I I sort of like the idea of him sacrificing himself right like I I play Hawk a different way in Dragon Age 2 through act 1 act 2 act 3 I play him more comedic in the first one cuz he's younger and then he tries to be diplomatic in the second one. But the way that things wrap up in the second act and there's a lot of dark stuff happening. Um, I I always, for, for the past few playthroughs, Hawk is a mage. Hawk is um, not renegade, but whatever, aggressive by the third act. Pro-mage, supports Anders. Like Hawk becomes an extremist because I think Hawk... As an extremist is more interesting. And then my narrative for him in Inquisition is once the full-blown war has struck out, he feels bad about that and he realizes he's gone too far. And so then, whatever, he feels like self-sacrifice is the way to go. So now it's Mm. always Hawk. Before it was always not Hawk. Now it's always Hawk. See, I,
1: I feel like that answer highlights why this one's difficult to have, like, a quote-unquote good choice. Because it really depends on who your hawk is. What you just said is a really interesting story arc and is a really good, uh, like, d- decision for you. Like, I think that's a really cool storyline. Whereas in my story, like, I always, well, not always, but I prefer in my canon to have hawk living because I hate the idea of um, her leaving Fenris behind, mm. I think that's here. Here's there's a cut. There's only like a few things that make me infinitely sad, and one of them is like losing a partner. That's like my number one fear. So I can't imagine doing that to like a, a player character of mine. So I just don't want to do that. It's always going to be whatever Warden it is. So I, I guess that's my opinion on it. But it it it's so dependent on who your hawk is and what you think of your hawk. And I, I think it also depends on the warden. Like, Stroud, poor guy, should have, like, if he was in Star Trek, he would have a red shirt. He, <laughs> there's <laughs> no reason Stroud. he needs to even be in the series. Yeah, um, Loghain should have died decades ago, so fine, whatever. Alistair, I think there's a valid argument to say, like, no matter who your hawk is, maybe Alistair should be the one to live because of his unique bloodline, uh, he's one of the few good guy wardens that we know, de- well, I guess depending on your, your view of Alistair. Um, and w- he's a born leader, technically, but he stayed with the wardens. Wouldn't that be good to have a born leader in the mm-hmm. wardens right. to do whatever? Yeah. So, like, I-, I feel like there's just so many choices dependent on this So I-, I don't think we can come up with a good, solid answer of who should be the one to live on and go help the wardens in Adamant
0: so yeah and that's another thing too that i did mention was that i i feel like the wardens need an alistair or potentially even um a logain um to to be their leader and i think that that's really important to i mean even though it's not necessarily evidenced in in the events that we see on screen i just kind of feel like having that strong leader would be really really important for the wardens if they're going to have mm-hmm. a future
1: i in In Origins, I can totally get behind the mindset of we need more Wardens, so why not recruit Loghain, whatever. Coming into Inquisition, though, I think, I I don't know. I I don't think I, in good conscience, could keep Loghain alive and then say, oh, and I want him to go lead the Wardens. Because I saw him as a leader. He did a lot of terrible shit. He sold elves off. He poisoned a whole bunch of people. Do I want that same guy now in charge of another large organization? No, of course I don't.
0: I mean, he does have experience, Maybe <laughs> he's though. good at it, <laughs> but
1: for what cost? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like,
0: he does have experience. He has executive leadership experience. You can't argue with that.
1: I mean, he has the experience, but not like... I, he, he, I would want
0: him to, you know? He, like He did technically take the king's army and turn tail and run in the middle of the battle while the king was getting crushed like a pineapple by an ogre. I mean, it's not exactly...
1: Yeah, I don't know why he would make a good choice. No, he needs, like, I... I... If if you have an argument on why Loghain should live mm. over whoever your hawk was,
0: please oh, send oh, a comment because
1: I, I don't understand I, it.
0: I have one. <laughs> Convince me not to do this, Katie, because I've never done it. But I because I'm not I'm not typically typically I'm just like, ah, fuck, I'm kill Loghain <laughs> in Origins. I normally yeah. I normally kill him in Origins. But I'm thinking, you know, like I think you were the one that maybe talked to me about, you know, Loghain has some redemptive qualities like particularly when you because I read um, what was the first book again? Uh, the uh, the Stone Throne. Throne. Long ass time ago. Like I read that yeah. Wall Dragon. I, I should probably go reread that to kind of get idea of young Loghain and then I don't know maybe maybe I've always had in the back back of my mind of trying to do this one where it's sort of redemptive where Loghain where this is how you know whereas Hawk might find his redemption in death maybe Loghain because technically he does have those organizational you know, type A alpha personality, leadership qualities. He could find some redemption in doing it right, potentially with the wardens. Again, total headcanon because you never, you would never see how he leads the wardens exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make any sense, or am I being dumb? <laughs> Convince me not to do
1: it. Uh, no, it makes sense, but like he has good tactics. It's just it's ruthless tactics, you know. Yeah. And the wardens are already ruthless enough to the point of it being. Mm. I hate using the word problematic, but I don't know what else to use yeah. instead. So, so do we want someone who is the king of problematic?
0: They had, right, right. They have a bad of the wardens. They have a bad track record with Ruthless. Oh
1: boy. They would
0: do much better with like Alistair than, than Yeah, Boyd. who's at least
1: a bit more ethical and like I guess depending if you harden him or not could be weak or not, but e- even then like I I, I don't know. Like, I would rather see an Alistair there than a Loghain. Stroud, I I guess he's... There needed to be some development with Stroud. Like, yeah, you see him in Dragon Age 2, but it's, like, literally for two seconds, and then he's gone. So it's like, oh, thanks for taking my brother and, or sister and taking care of them. Great. All right, see you in the next game when
0: you, you kick it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I just think Hawk is... Um... Hawk feels like the right answer And it's also sort of Not problematic that's too strong a word But like Hawk surviving Like Hawk's always going to be controversial no matter what I mean it's not a reason to kill him or her But (laughs) I just mean Hawk comes out of the fade And like Hawk is still the person That that kind of was at the center of Kirkwall And all this other stuff It's like Alistair at least could come out As a respected leader of the Wardens And I don't know Like I, I just feel like the narrative is sort of there In the canon no matter what For Hawk to make that sacrifice that's fair, oh. but I
1: I don't know I still I still like keeping Hawk alive like I you you can take that from from my cold dead hands no no
0: so that reminds <laughs> me you said something about Fenris okay so obviously mm-hmm. you know I I uh, for my Hawk probably a couple of them were more Merrill and then one was Anders and they all they all need Hawk in a certain way right mm-hmm. um, maybe Isabella is the one that maybe needs him or her the least but. Um, you know, that there's that aspect of it. Totally, I totally get where you're coming from. For me, the thing that's a gut punch every single time, even though I've done it like three times now, is Varric. Like, uh. damn, Varric is just like, he's heartbroken. And like, I don't know if it's just me reading too much into it, but if you kind of look at where Varric is in Dragon Age 2, to me, I, Varric strikes me as the type of person who has a lot of connections and has a lot of acquaintances and has a lot of people that he can drink with, but he doesn't actually have very many friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you get that vibe from him too where it's just like he knows everybody and everybody knows him, but he's kind of like a dealer and he's kind of like he's doing biz. When you're that business-minded, like you know everybody, but you don't have any close friends and allies. Yeah. Right? You kind of have to be neutral towards everyone because you're chasing after the dollar and everything else and his brother and him don't really get along. And so mm. I really feel... Or, he's,
1: or at the time of Inquisition, he's dead. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you look at it, it's like Hawk is this... Well, potentially, Hawk is this, is his friend, and and then also the Dragon Age Two crew uh, are are Varric's friends, and so if Hawk dies, then Varric loses that friend, and then the Dragon Age Two crew isn't really around so much. So it's like, man, like he really lost his he really lost his friend. The only the only sort of silver lining to to me, and like why it's more tolerable, is because like, well, now maybe the Inquisition crew are his friends
1: uh i i just don't see him being as friendly with the rest of inquisition though
0: no like, not as not as with hawken like that dragon Age nah. 2 crew was like he had nicknames for everybody and this just great
1: yeah i think that's uh, this is kind of a side note but i think that's one of the reasons why the ending of dragon Age 2 was always going to be a tragedy to me like no matter what your decisions are because you had a group of friends and no matter what Happens, you're all going to scatter to the wind. That always makes me really sad.
0: <laughs> it is. It really is. Oh um.
1: well. All right. Uh, I think for the most part, that's the nail in the coffin for left in the fade. Yeah. Uh, I, which I would sum up as, I don't know. Yeah. All of them have, have good, <laughs> good and bad qualities. This, the, that ones, I'm, I'm less whatever. Now, um, another one that was highly requested was who to choose for the divine. Which I guess my my first uh, thing to say on this is you it's it's I would he- be hesitant to say you get to choose the divine you know like you you can influence it and you, if you know how to influence it you can easily do it it's just it, you can say you want Cassandra as the divine and then Vivian's gonna be the divine no matter what you say so it's it's kind of hard to make this choice I guess because it's, it's almost not really a choice. You know what I mean? It's like a consequence?
0: Is that, is that better to say? I don't know. But you're you're putting your weight behind who the divine is going to be.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't always mean that that divine gets chosen.
0: Wait, so what so list all the facts cuz I think that every time I've done it, it's the person that I wanted it to be? Really? I think so. I mean, so wait, so what are the, uh, what's like the matrix? Or like, I'm sure someone has a spreadsheet. I don't know if you have the whole thing memorized, but like what are the. Oh, I don't. <laughs> what, what are the. Uh, I'll be honest, I got so
1: tired of just trying to memorize the matrix that I just figured out a way to go into the game files, change the numbers <laughs> around if it really mattered to me
0: that most. <laughs> uh, problem solving, that's a good way to do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, so um, it, it actually depends on all of the choices you've made in the game. Um, so it counts into pretty much everything we've talked about so far about like who did you leave in the fade? Who did uh, you did you keep the wardens? What did you do with the well? Whatever, and adding all of that up will will give like um, you know Cassandra, Vivian, or Liliana different points, and you can add in points if you back them or whatnot. But you can back Liliana, but if you choose all of the things that Vivian approves of, Vivian will get voted in. It's it's not necessarily who you you put forward. That's the game can right. actually take your choice and say, "Ah, eh, that's great, but fuck you."
0: <laughs> I think yeah. I think I looked up the Matrix at one point. Okay, um, but I guess okay. So yeah, that's true, right? So that's that that decision, that outcome is is whatever. It's got all those factors that go into it. But I guess the the interesting um, thematic decision is: are you are you favoring how do we describe the how do we describe the the two sides, really? because they're, they're Cassandra wants reform. I mean, she basically says that, but she wants reform um with a certain amount of respect or or I mean, she seems to appreciate what the chantry is, whereas uh, Liliana wants like more drastic reform, right? I mean, that's essentially what we're mm-hmm. choosing between,
1: yep. And then Vivian is like, drastic in the other direction almost
0: she wants status quo but she does want a little more freedom for mages doesn't she didn't she say that at one point (sighs)
1: she does self
0: more self-governance or something
1: yeah it's more like i don't know how to describe it
0: she definitely still wants templars though
1: yeah it's like she has more power over mages and then mages have more power in general it's i don't know and like she like no matter what happens she always makes that uh uh, college of enchanters or whatever it is which we have no idea what that even means so i don't know vivian's is kind of like I, i feel like vivian has a lot of questions regarding her like her as the divine that we just don't really know at the moment (laughs) so right i don't know
0: um which way do you lean i mean what do you think is best for the chantry what do you think is best for thetis
1: so i i think I, i i'm gonna be honest i think the best for thetis might actually be cassandra um That being said, I always choose Liliana that's softened. (laughs) Mm, So I I think Cassandra would be the best for peacekeeping because she's very firm and in a country and with a bunch of nations that are going through a lot of turmoil, the Chantry being stable would be very beneficial. Um, But I think that... For for this series of games and I get to live out my fantasy or whatever, I like Liliana's belief system towards the Chantry where like you accept everyone, whether they be elves and dwarves or whatever, all sexes can be part of the priesthood, Um, mages are left a little bit more free. Now granted this is going to lead to a lot of chaos. but I like that's how I kind of want to see the series going, so I don't mind choosing that. But I, I do think if if this was a real life scenario, I would probably actually choose Cassandra. So I guess this is where I go, I don't know if you if you have differences,
0: no love for Viv.
1: Uh, I I guess I just don't really know that much about Vivian. Like I don't really know what she plans to do, and she's she keeps her cards really close to her chest. So I. I don't trust her. I like Vivian. I just don't trust Vivian. <laughs>
0: hmm. You know, I would say... Um, I always pick Sandra, right? So that's the number one thing. I, I, I always pick mm-hmm. Sandra. I think that she's probably the... the um, if, if you actually throw Vivian into the mix there, Cassandra kind of becomes the moderate option, where mm-hmm. she's got a little bit of a reformist in her, but she's also trying to maintain sort of what the importance of the institution is. I also think she might be the best and this is going to sound perhaps strange to some people i actually think cassandra is the most androstian like i think she's actually probably the most sincere androstian mm. like she actually believes in those tenets and she kind of talks about them and so maybe it's the right type of reform it's like the reform that's um birthed from actual religious or spiritual earnestness um, mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to be better than Vivian at managing the politics of it. Right. Obviously, right. Like oh, yeah. Vivian is going to be the strongest leader for it. And so maybe in the future, I'll go out of my way to do a Viv one. Like, like what do we do? What do we know about Viv? Right. You're, you're right in saying she sort of plays her cards close to her chest. I mean, what we know about her, is she's a boss ass bitch, right? Like she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna hold it down. Like she's not going to be uh, steamrolled by any of the other political powers in play. Um, so I like Vivian for, from that aspect. Liliana is a boss-ass bitch in her own right, right? She, I wouldn't count on Liliana being steamrolled either. She's just a bit stabby is the only problem, <laughs> okay?
1: Well, if she's if she's hardened, she's stabby. I think if she softened, she gets less stabby.
0: Well, she's less stabby, but she still orders people to... <laughs> to you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if, like... And I mean, this would be kind of awesome in one sense, right? Like Liliana being the divine, but also sort of being like a spy master divine... Like if she's
1: I think that's essentially hardened Liliana, to be honest. Do you know what
0: I mean? Like that would be awesome if she's just kinda of like she's still ordering assassins around as a divine.
1: I mean, to be fair, the last divine, Divine Justini, that's what she did. Right,
0: right. So I mean th- there's that aspect too, but I I view Liliana as being the most unstable, right? She's gonna she's gonna shake things up. The reforms may or may not be met with um you know, a positive response, and then if things don't go her way, she's liable to steal, kill, you know, do a bunch of clandestine spy shit, and I'm just like, I don't really know if that's the best thing for the Chantry.
1: Well, that's what happens in the Trespasser, uh, slideshow, if you have a stabby Liliana, she'll say, like, there was a couple riots, and then they quickly got silenced. Hmm, I wonder why. Yeah. Like, there's, there's already echoes of that.
0: Um so yeah, I would say Liliana least likely for me. Cassandra is what I always pick, but then again, I I see the I see the pragmatic angle for Vivian.
1: Now, out of curiosity, of of the Cassandra as divines in your playthrough, what race were you playing?
0: Elf, human, dwarf.
1: So kind of like all of them. Yeah, then. yeah. I I guess I like the Liliana wrote, especially going with a with an elf because she's you know pro elven. Like she like like I don't think not that Cassandra or Vivian isn't pro elven. They just don't act like it. You know, like it isn't a priority to them. Where where Liliana it is, and I I appreciate that, and so I'll, I'll go with her. So I, I guess that's another reason why I also do that.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess, I I guess I didn't think of it. This wasn't, like, a major aspect of it, but I guess sort of the thing was, like, with my Elven Inquisitor, it was just like, well, this is your religion. And, again, Cassandra seems the most Androstian, And then with my dwarf, it's just like, I don't really care about religion. And, again, you you seem to know a lot about this. Uh, whereas even Liliana doesn't – she seems different. And, again, I guess I'm thinking more hardened, but – um, like Liliana in Origins seems to care very much about her faith, whereas Liliana in Inquisition is t- to me more ambivalent about it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: well, that's all I have to say on divine. Yeah, Do you
0: have any? No, we got a good distinction there. You're you're leaning more Liliana. I'm more Cassandra, uh, but I've also got some some appreciation for Vivian.
1: Well, I, I guess I, like, I don't disagree with you that Cassandra's probably the best option. I just kind of like the chaos answer because I want to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like our, our opinions are actually closer than they appear. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I get that for sure.
1: <laughs> so, okay, let's, uh, I guess kind of going off of that, uh, at the very beginning of the game, mages versus Templars. And I, the, here's an issue I have with that is that it also has a huge game. It's probably one of the biggest choices in the game as far as like how the gameplay is going to go. So I I feel like let's start off with talking about just who do we think the best answer is for mages or Templars, and then we can go on to why we think who had the best level or who was the best uh nemesis. So um do you do you have an opinion on mages versus Templars?
0: Yeah, it's pretty much mages all the time. It's just, and, and I kind of feel like and I I believe we talked about this at one point, which is that it feels um I don't know if if to say that the game is steering you towards mages, that's probably wording it too strongly, I, I think maybe the the default sympathetic position is with mages, I mean if you think about it maybe a little bit more deeply you can find a sympathetic angle to supporting the Templars, um, but to me the Templars are just sort of framed in, in a draconian sort of way. Um, and I don't know, like the the, the implications of them being this weird sort of like religious military situation. I just, that never appeals to me, even even <laughs> even on some of. My, I mean, I've done it with a, like a very Androstian sort of uh, human inquisitor, and that's about it.
1: I I I completely agree with you for like if we're talking about Dragon Age Two, or, like mages all the way. I just feel like Inquisition does a better job. Because the, technically the angle of why you're even choosing is who's going to close the breach. And it would make sense that Templars <laughs> know how to get rid of weird magical shit. That's true. <laughs> so I, I, I can kind of see for both. I, I like choosing the mages. I guess my reason for also choosing the mages is more based on I really liked the In Hush Whispers quest a lot more than the, uh, than the Templar one. It, it really has less to do with who I think is going to close the breach better, because I think they're going to do about equal. Um, it's really just who I want to play, like what level I want to play. Now that being said, as much as I love In Hush Whispers as a quest, I think Calpurnia is a much more interesting nemesis than Samson.
0: Uh, yeah, because Samson just strikes me as being kind of boring.
1: Yeah, he's like, I, I, the Tumblars were thrown away and I'm pissed about it. Great, awesome. Where Calperny is like, my country is like, we were a really great country and then we decided to be weak and like, it, we're, we're just destroying ourselves and the mages and slavery is just the worst and that's kind of a really compelling narrative versus Samson's like, I was thrown away like garbage. Ah! <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I kind of wish, I'm sure there's a mod to do it, but I, I almost... Wish that they switched out the nemesis of Samson and Calpurnia, and then in that regard, there would be no way. There'd be no good reason <laughs> to choose the Templars. Ever.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. She she fits a bit more, sort of working. I don't know. I feel like her by Carithius also kind of makes more sense with her backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and then,
1: like, I I don't know, just like her. Being almost a foil to the Inquisitor is just a lot more interesting than Samson is because she like even in the end you can just convince her to be like hey like I respect your goal of trying to better Taventer but this is not the way to do it and she's like dang you're right right bye and then she just leaves (laughs) but like Samson is just like a mindless drone yeah so I I don't know I this is I like the the. I almost want to say this isn't so much a choice of mages or Templars, but a choice between In Hush Whispers and Champions of the Just, you know? Like, it's really not about supporting mages or Templars. It is really just the level design.
0: Well, In Hush Whispers is one of the greatest missions in the history of Dragon Age.
1: Yeah, I loved it. It was really great. Like, I, and here's the thing, Champions of the Just isn't bad. It's a perfectly fine quest. I just think In Hush Whispers is a lot better. Yeah, it's got that
0: weird flag thing. What'd you say? Doesn't it have that weird flag thing where you got to raise all the thing Oh, you don't have to do that, though. Yeah, but it's there. And I what did I say about completionist things that I should just skip?
1: <laughs> but, like, it's, uh, so there's that guy you bring, uh, Aber- Abernash. If you don't do the flags, he survives. If you do do the flags, he dies. So it kind of, it kind of depends on what you want to do. And it's, like... I of the flag thing didn't didn't I didn't mind it that much because it's supposed to be the envy demon learning more about you and whatnot and like it's, uh, the whole storyline is like the envy demon is trying to figure out who you are so he can copy you and take control and which apparently um in the original design for the quest and even went so far as to actually have lines recorded that you could find in the game files, uh, there would have been an option. Um, like if you failed or something, to have the envy, demon possess you, and then Solus would be the one to figure out that oh god, the Inquisitors possess, and part of the quest would be trying to get you unpossessed. Which I think if they did that, that would have made that quest completely different and a lot more interesting. Maybe even more so than uh, in Hushed Whispers.
0: Yeah, but, no, that would have been a that would have been a unique wrinkle. Which you know, Hushed Whispers has the time travel thing, which becomes like this. Oh wow, we've never seen this before in Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. so I,
1: I, I granted i know every time they do they they think of something and then they changed it they changed it for a reason but i would really want to know why they changed that idea because that i think that that i don't know how that would have been a bad idea <laughs> like unless the unless the gameplay just wasn't fun i don't know and then, then there could be like, oh, now I'm closer to my companions because they got rid of the thing in my head, and blah 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 blah. So.
0: Well, not just that, but right. like it's a possession, right? And you're and you're now you're choosing to side with the Templars, and it's like sort of reinforcement of just like, yeah, this is why we need fucking Templars, because <laughs> people get mm-hmm. possessed.
1: I agree. So I. I don't know. I, yeah, I kind of feel like it's, even though I think in, uh, Champions of the Just is a fine quest, it just is overshadowed because it just lacks that certain something that just isn't quite there. I, I don't know, like going through your head was a lot of fun, but I feel like it just missed something. Like it never really got me as much as seeing my companions that I've grown attached to over the past couple of hours sacrifice themselves in this alternate dimension like that was a lot more compelling to me than there's a demon in my head trying to possess me because I never really felt the fear in it where if it, it where if in that um that other scenario that never ended up happening you could actually be possessed there would be a fearful thing like I don't want to be possessed and I know I actually can be versus I know I'm not going to be possessed we're just going to win this and it's it's whatever so I don't know so yeah, I guess I would always choose mages then, <laughs> even though Calpurnia is the better one. So which, which is sad.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Did, did they ever? Did they release like the um, you know kind of like they did with Mass Effect? I know at one point where they give the percentages of what choice. You know, people I don't made? think
1: they did. I don't. I don't remember ever hearing uh, anybody talk about like, oh, these are the percentages of people who chose this over that. So, and with the Dragon Age keep now, I feel like that's even easier because you don't need actually need to get people's uh uh game data. You can just look at what they have stored in the keep.
0: That's true. All right, so Mages Templars. Uh, I think we've I think we've established our thoughts on that one. What uh what other mm-hmm. ones do we have?
1: Um, another one is the Bulls
0: Chargers.
1: If you either want to say if you either want to uh, align with the canary or save the Chargers. If
0: you want Bull to be a tradey, make Trader face or not. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> all that decision is now.
1: Basically, yeah. Here, here's my rant on the Chargers. Any Inquisitor that knows their history is never going to side the with the Canari. The Canari have never, ever, 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 ever sided with anybody ever and suddenly they're going to side with you and not try to manipulate you like <laughs> i don't know like i just the kanari the have always tried to overpower people why suddenly even though they're still at war and it, uh, with Thetis, like look what what happened with kirkwall like why would they ever side with the inquisition it just doesn't make sense it smells like a trap i it i just And it obviously is, because look at what happens with Bull and the events of Trespasser. I just don't see it working out. So even though, if we want to get technical about it, if you're all about saving lives, you're probably saving more lives if you save the Canary Dreadnought, because there's a giant warship full of actual people that sinks because you wanted to save a band of like four or five people. Like, it's... I just think Bulls Charger is the better choice because there's no way that Canari are actually going to keep this deal. And oh, oh my God, turns out they didn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Katie, but Katie, they have big boats. I, I like, I like. It's, I like big, it's not even
1: that impressive of boats.
0: What <laughs> <laughs> can I, like, I gotta say? I, I like big boats, and I cannot lie. No, I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> boy. That was a long way to go for a terrible punchline. Um,
1: <laughs> you know, I almost completed that, babe. I thought well, that's what you were going for, so I decided not to steal it.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I guess that's. I mean, you, you mentioned the life-saving things, and then I also kind of feel like, yeah. I mean, pragmatically, it's like they have fucking warships, and and Bull has whatever these six people that are kind of plucky. I'm like, this is a no-brainer for me, except. You're right when you talk about the historical aspect of it. It would be a no-brainer to pick the people who have you know have massive means of war, except they don't ever they don't ever truly ally with anyone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're going to get stabbed in the back. I guess from that standpoint, um, from that standpoint, you're right. On the first playthrough, I think the first time when I didn't know how it affected a trespasser, I didn't pick the Chargers because I'm like it's like six people. Mm-hmm. uh and then you're like oh this is the only decision that matters when it comes to bull being trader McTrady face <laughs> okay thanks uh, <laughs> at
1: the same time though i really like that consequence of it because like there's not really that many other choices in the game where where a companion no matter what you choose is going to just stab you no matter what you say doesn't matter what your approval it doesn't matter if you were in a romance he, he is a weapon of the Kuhn. You cemented that, and now you got to deal with the consequences. And I respect that.
0: I agree. I mean, look, overall, I like delayed um, delayed consequences. I think that's uh, that's a real big thing that RPGs should do as much as possible. Rather than mm-hmm. the, you made this choice, here's the drawback, and here's the reward right away. Like, those delayed consequences are really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, may, it makes a hell of an impact. So I, I, uh, I agree with that. Um, at this point, though, now knowing that, it's like, yeah, I've just picked the charges over and over again.
1: <laughs> yeah, i I guess I trying to like think of the not so much as the meta of what happens in trespasser, but looking at the mindset of an inquisitor, like i I just think it's I, I don't know, almost a no brainer to never choose the canari. Like a human's gonna be extremely bitter uh, because of the war with the canary. Uh, especially if you're romancing dorian um if you're an elf of course you don't want to choose the canary because they steal your people and take away their culture the dwarf is probably the only one that's maybe would be able to do it and a Canari's not going to choose it because they're they were probably raised in a family that was ran away from the cune and be like don't do the cune we ran away from that you don't want that yeah. like it, most people like most inquisitors like, they would automatically look at the Kinari and be like, hey, I don't trust in this. I think the only reasoning I can get behind is if you don't want to anger the Kanari, so you side with them, even though you don't trust them. Like, and, and even then, it's kind of like, I don't know, questionable. But I, I just can't think of a super good reason other than just blind ignorance of why you would choose the canary over the chargers and it really has not like i like the chargers i like creme but this choice really has nothing to do with the chargers it could have been fucking anybody it's more has it for me it has to do with the canary and how i don't trust <laughs> them a goddamn bit
0: <laughs> so in summary katie does not trust the canary
1: <laughs> oh god no <laughs> not at all no so I, I, yeah, I, if you, if you have a reasonable argument to like side with the, the, the canary, let me know because I just can't wrap my head around it at all.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, so we just, we totally landed on the same side on this one. No, no, fr- let that fucking boat sink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like, I feel bad. There's a lot of, I'm sure, you know, good guys that died on that boat, but it's, I, no, <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, I'm not going to side with the whatever. So, I don't know. In that regard, maybe it's even better to just say no to the the quest, which would get Bull to stab you in the end. But yeah, I, I I can I think it's totally reasonable to be for Bull to say, "Hey, the Canary wanna to to align with us," and you go, "Yeah, I don't believe that. I'm gonna pass." <laughs> in fact, why don't you go too? But it's interesting that Bull and uh, Vivian are. If you recruit them, one of the few uh, companions that don't leave you, Blackwall, Sarah, Cole, and Dorian, if you get them mad enough, they, they, they peace out. But Bull and Vivian will always stay, no matter what you do.
0: You know what's interesting about that? I think that that's actually perfect now that you call it out like that, this two of them together. Because I don't... How do I put this? They both have a job to do like in mm. their mind they're not there because they like you they're there because this is an important place to be and they need to have an influence on it mm-hmm. so they're just like yeah whatever yeah i'm, I'm i didn't necessarily i didn't join because i liked you <laughs> right <laughs> whereas everybody else has kind of decided that they believe in you like they are there because they have a job to do Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. was it the well of sorrows did we not talk about that one
0: Well of Sorrows, I think we didn't do. Yeah, whether or not who goes in and whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, we didn't talk about, uh, uh, it was, it was the Well of Sorrows. That's, just, yeah, I meant to say Well of Sorrows, not Sorrows, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I, I am very prepared for this podcast and <laughs> very professional. <laughs> All right. So I mean, look, um, you're more prepared yeah, than me, you're the one. To, are you, are you, what did you if
0: You're more prepared than me, you're the one who came up with the list of topics. If I was the one preparing <laughs> for it, I would have been like, uh, destroy synthesis or, <laughs> <laughs> stop talking about Mass Effect well,
1: Oh, uh, well, who do you choose, Morrigan or the Inquisitor to drink?
0: Um, I just go in every time. Morrigan is just shifty McShifty face. You can't, I mean, like, even though I think that that's sort of a narrative more holdover from Dragon Age Origins, just, you know, her voice actress and everything. She just, she just seems sneaky. So I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm going in. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, hey, I Hey,
1: I, I like Claudia Black. Oh. Uh, no, but I, I choose Morrigan every time. Uh, because I don't know, here's (laughs) my thinking on it. Even though I played a Dalish Elf in my canon, there is a giant pool of God knows what that Morgan describes as feeling hungry. What does that even mean? You don't know what this does. You don't know what it is. If you have, um, the arcane ability, you understand that it's a, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Gaius... GS something I forget but it's you know that it is a pull of will you know what that is why would you ever no matter what this can do for you want to drink it when there's someone completely willing on your side to do it for you like you already have literally a handful of strange magic that you don't know how to control and it causes you pain and it almost killed you. Why would you want to do that again? It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: <laughs> because Morgan wants to. Like, I think that's a big, because she really, she wants to. Like, and and you know that basic and it, and it's sort of like more omniscient. Like, I guess maybe the Inquisitor doesn't know. But from people that, you know, as the player, you're like, if Morgan wants something, it, it relates to her getting power for herself. And that's not necessarily good or bad. But um, it's not automatically good, though.
1: Well, I think I'm the only one in the world, maybe, that's like, fine, let her have it. (laughs) I don't have to deal with it. (laughs) I don't know. Look, I just think it's a much, even, when we go into the meta, I think Morrigan is definitely the clear, like, should have, should have drank him from the well. But even beforehand, I'm like, ah, this seems like bad news. (laughs) This uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. I don't want to do this. I just don't. I maybe maybe this is just my personality, but I don't like doing things to my body or myself that I don't fully understand the consequences. I'm not going to go dunk a butt and let's go when I don't even know what it's going to do to me.
0: That that says something interesting about my personality that I didn't realize. I think that might be the distinction because I'm the total opposite. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll try it. Give it to me.
1: Can't kill me the first time. No, no, no. God, no. no.
0: I'm a little experimenter, man. I was just like, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Let's see what happens.
1: Oh god! Like I uh, maybe this is really just a personality thing. Like I yeah. maybe uh, maybe I don't know if this is TMI, but I don't even take hormonal birth controls because I don't like what that does to my hormones. It just I don't like that feeling. So I, I of course, I'm not going to do some strange magic shit. Oh, I don't even take hormones.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, and I and I I'm know. like that person where when it comes to especially stuff that's like I mean at least purported to be all natural, like supplements and stuff like that. You know, like mm-hmm. there's just I have my one friend who's always the same thing. He's like treating himself like a guinea pig. He's always trying some new supplement or whatever for like, you know, different vitamins. He's just like, you want to try some? I'm like, yeah, sure. Give me one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to read the back. I'm not going to Google search this. We'll just see what happens.
1: Oh, God. No, God. I can't. I can't imagine. No, 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 no um uh well, ma- well maybe that that maybe the well of sorrows like is <laughs> more about like how do you feel about you know treating your body than anything else yeah <laughs> it's i mean a very th- th- i guess the
0: one justification i do have for for more like not doing it is the one character i had that was sort of like strong drosty and um felt like this is an elven thing whatever this is it's elven and so uh not me mm-hmm and that was more kind of the rationale for it. Like, as a good Andrastian, I'm not doing that.
1: <laughs> or or like uh, what Sarah says, it's uh, just a temple full of demons. So you like, yeah, I, I don't want to
0: drink the demon
1: water. <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. <Thanks. laughs> now, diving into the meta of it, of like, what are the actual consequences of the well, I still think Morgan's a better choice because, um, you, you know, you eventually learn that now Flemeth has physical control of, like, your will and your body whenever she just well pleases. Which, yeah, it really sucks for Morgan for that being her mother, but at least you know that's... So, uh, here's how I think it, and this is kind of um, maybe a a fan theory, but who... Mythal controls that well. We know at the end, Flemeth dies. Or whatever, her body disintegrates. We don't really know what exactly happens. But we do know from designer notes... That their intention was that Flemeth is like at the end of her story, and that little weird wisp she's putting into the alluvian is probably the fragments of Mithal that she's saving for Morrigan. So now, hopefully, as Morrigan is described as the inheritor, Morrigan will inherit the fragments of Mithal. And now she just has power over herself, and it kind of nullifies each other, and it's really not that big of a deal. Versus, if your inquisitor drank from the well, now Morgan probably has control over you.
0: Yeah, that's true. It also kind of keeps them whatever mother daughter weirdness contained in that in that nonsensical, mm-hmm. in that nonsensical loop. Yeah, I mean, when you go into that, it seems a lot more. It seems a lot more clear cut. Um, that it yeah. should be Morrigan. E-
1: even though in Trespasser, if you drink from the well, you don't have to fight all of the spirits. Like, it just... I don't know. I'd rather fight the spirits than be controlled by Morrigan. Right. Who wants to do, Who does what, you know? So that's how I see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, I guess it becomes, in that case, a clear case of, like, yeah, Morrigan does always want power, and then there are drawbacks to that, and so you let her just eat it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But let let her know that her winning power is going to have some, have some consequences that she doesn't really want. Yeah, I mean it's
0: a good choice in that respect, right? I mean because there's multiple ways you could look at it. There's danger, but there's also potential power. But even if you get the power, there's still more danger, and so it's multi it's multifaceted. And then you could you could I think my tendency would have been to stay away from it if mm-hmm. i didn't if I didn't sense Morgan's eagerness right like her eagerness makes me suspicious and then I'm like oh crap I gotta keep it away from her but then maybe you just want to stay away from it altogether anyway that's why I like mm-hmm. the um I like the decision you know what I mean I like the way it's set up because it's multifaceted and it plays with your expectations of what's gonna what it's gonna lead to mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, I get because I hear this all the time on the subreddit and people are always like, I don't want to give it to Mornigan, I'm I'm an elven inquisitor and I deserve whatever was my people. And I think I'm the only Elven Inquisitor that was like Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if this is gonna make me the power of a god. I don't wanna I don't wanna test this. I've had enough of this magic bullshit. No, thanks.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm not doing this.
1: No, thank you. <laughs> morgan's like maybe i should i'm like i'm already stepping back like no go i'm just i'm shoving you in you don't have to ask. i mean you, you, you know you what's in.
0: hilarious it's just like i i am totally the opposite right you're you're the elven inquisitor who whatever quote unquote has rights to it i'm the fucking Carta dwarf who's just like yeah whatever give it to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> morgan's sitting there like trying to make her case and you just like fucking soul is mad everybody's that. mad <laughs>
0: i was like yeah whatever <laughs> can you put it can you put it in a tankard give it to me
1: now, I I don't actually know anything about what uh, warden you chose, but would your mind change uh, depending if you romance Morgan or
0: not? Um, would it change? No. No, because even a romance Morgan, you still can't trust her. <laughs> my, my warden would be... She
1: ran off with your kid, after Yeah, all. seriously,
0: my warden <laughs> would be like, look, I, I basically common-law married her, and I still don't trust her. <laughs> I trust her less. <laughs> what an awful marriage! You can't trust. Yeah, well, I mean, no she part. did run off with the kid. I mean,
1: oh god! I mean, you got to raise them in the end? Question mark. I don't know. I don't know. Oh boy! I so I think that's. Oh, I guess uh, uh um uh the elves uh whether you want to uh what in in that section where you want to like ally with the sentinels or um kill them all
0: <laughs> is that really one people debate about
1: not really like most people say like yeah what we'll is ally with the sentinels i just i just don't know if like is is there a good cause to be like you know what the enemy of the enemy is not my friend <laughs> uh, it's hard as
0: fuck too right like what just you the say fight? Don't, is, don't you end up fighting a bunch of them if you do choose to there's no combat sequence involved with it uh
1: no it well uh, if you if you choose to ally with them like you don't have to fight them at all they're on your they're on your side
0: yeah well no, that's what i mean but choosing not to ally with them
1: oh yeah then you have to fight with yeah, them yeah is
0: it isn't that high, uh, fight hard as fuck also
1: uh i don't remember so much it being hard up until you have the boss battle with calpurnia or samson and there's like this giant elven guy with a hammer that just ruins your day if you try <laughs> to do that boss fight <laughs> one of the first times i played i i uh i didn't uh, do the uh the, the puzzles or whatever to ally with the sentinels so they got, they got mad at me and I just had to fight the boss and it, that that was the hardest boss fight in the game for me because like, I w- was one under level yeah. two had Samson and I didn't destroy his armor and then three didn't ally with the sentinels so that giant guy with the hammer was just absolutely wrecking me so that's I, I don't know I, other than you didn't do the weird uh, trials for whatever reason like I don't think there's any reason to deny the sentinels that allyship because it, it only really hurts you in the end word <laughs> yeah I, great <laughs> <laughs> well, I, is there anything else we want to discuss? I think that was most of the major ones I can't think of
0: any of the other ones yeah I think that's uh, I think those are probably the big I'm sure the comments will also bring up some other thing that we could discuss
1: Maybe like tiny ones, but I feel like for the most part like this is always a two two episode topic. I can't imagine us like going back to English. Like we can always do Origins or or any Mass Effect or Dragon Age 2 or whatever. I was going to say we I could do
0: uh moment, we could do some Mass Effect is... ones as well.
1: Mhm. I need to play that series again. Maybe that's something I'll do in Codex. Added, cause it's just it has been 5 years since I really touched the game and I have forgotten a lot. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, at least, I mean, you can do it with all the, uh, graphics mods and texture mods and everything, and it looks quite good.
1: Oh, yeah, I should get the DLC, too, because I, like, there's a lot of the DLC I have not even touched, like, Leviathan, I, Kasumi, I, was that her name? The yeah. thief lady. I like her lipstick. It's interesting. I don't, I don't know who she is. That's, yeah, you
0: never <laughs> really do. They don't, they don't delve too much into her, but that is a fun mission, is the, uh, the Kasumi DLC. That one's actually quite good. What about Lair of the Shadow Broker? Layer of the Shadow Broker is the best DLC in the series. Well, after Citadel, right? So, like, other than the celebration uh, that is Citadel DLC, um, Lair of the Shadow Broker is the best one. It's quite good. i have
1: to play that thing. Because the only ones I bought were... Uh, I think I bought... I think you have to buy Citadel, and I got that one, and I also got the one with Javik, because Javik seemed necessary.
0: <laughs> yeah, Javik is really one... I mean, people are still mad about it. Like, he really should have been part of the base game, but... Um
1: which like, I remember playing. Like he had a lot of interesting things to say, so I'm glad I got it when I did. But Yeah. Well, right, Jordan, where can they find you?
0: Uh people can find me at the Exalted March uh on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh where can the folks find you?
1: Uh they can find me at Gilderson on YouTube and Twitter, or Gilanon on Reddit if that that so pleases. Um and we also have uh, you're probably listening to this on Codex Added, which is our our podcast thing, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, Codex Added, which is our new streaming channel, if you want to see us stream silly games with other people uh, or just ourselves, uh, this is this is the channel to do so. Um, and then we're also on wherever podcasts are found, or the Anchor app, if you know what that is. Uh- <laughs> I think that's everything, right?
0: Uh, that that's our sh- is... Yeah, that's everything. We did it. Successful. Another, we, we, we were like, yes! episode 20... What is this going to be? 22? <laughs> whoa, what? Episode number? Oh, God. I don't uh, know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying at the beginning? It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We'll, we'll, in fact, let's just skip a number. Do you want to just skip a sure,
0: number? Sure. Well, why, I mean, why stop there, Katie? Let's get crazy. Next episode is going to be our thousandth episode. Thousandth episode of Celebration. <laughs>
1: This is episode B. Welcome. <laughs>
0: whatever whatever those guys are that have like 150 episodes of their anthem podcast just double that and then we'll just make that the next episode number. <laughs> like, ha, we caught up.
1: Seconds. There's just a lot of hidden episodes that got trashed. All right, okay, we're we're talking too much. All right. Dare all. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>